When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 5, Episode 13, Chapter Titled. The Eskimo. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. You got something you want to say? I just, I want to put out there at the beginning of this that I do not condone the use of this word, and I do not, uh, I understand it was the 90s and that people still used it, but it is a colonist term for indigenous people so i i i don't condone it yeah i I don't think a lot of people talk about it because there aren't as many um, people who pay attention to alaskan or or north american culture but it's an offensive term yes um anyway way to start off the show i just i needed to get it out because i don't like i understand (laughs) That it was the 90s, and I understand that it was a commonly used term, but I also respect indigenous people and their feelings, and I don't ever want us to come off as like, oh, well, it was the 90s, it's whatever. Like, it's not whatever. Yeah, I get it. We probably won't say it much more other than that. We can go through the episode without saying the word. Okay. Um... Yeah, it's offensive to 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 indigenous people in in the North American Arctic area. Um, if I I looked online for a minute because I was like, maybe it's just like people being too sensitive and they it's not really bothering the people who it's referring to. No, it, it bothers the people it's referring to a lot more than it's bothering me. You know, I think it's very funny. That I'm like, ooh, I don't, this is not good. And Alden's like, let me look it up online. <laughs> I have to, I double check. I want to know for myself. Anyway, how have you been, Tanya? Um, I've been okay. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't been, like, bad. I've been um, worried about people who are affected by all of the winter storms. Yeah. Um, checking in on friends and making sure everybody's okay. Uh, but, I mean, we've been mostly fine here so yeah we've been okay here it's um it's icy yeah it's icy but uh our thoughts go out with everybody in in the south i can't talk (laughs) in the southern places that are getting winter weather that is affecting them horribly right most specifically texas because they're not used to dealing with this weather so they're not um set up to handle it yeah like they don't have the infrastructure their homes aren't created for it their power is not created for it like it's just it's a disaster and um it terrifies me for the people who are out there but right now i guess things are getting better and that's good um but yeah you know any of you guys that are dealing with it our thoughts are with you Mm -hmm. we hope that you're doing okay because it's it's scary and i'm i'm sure that it was really really scary for all of you so, but yeah, we've been fine. Um, I've just been playing a lot of Lily's Garden on my phone again, trying mm-hmm. not to spend my whole paycheck on extras. Don't make this a video game podcast, Tanya. You're right. I should. Uh, I should just. 
tweet about it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's really been it. What have you been up to? I mean, I can't answer. You can. <laughs> I have been playing all the time. I've been playing Dark Souls. Anytime I've had a second to play anything or to do anything that wasn't productive, I've been playing Dark Souls because I just wanted to beat it. And I beat it this morning. Yay. I beat Dark Souls. I'm a real gamer. I mean, according to our 16-year-old, I don't think he thought Alden was a gamer until he was playing Dark Souls. Like, mm-hmm. just every five minutes, he was coming, he's like, are you playing Dark Souls? As if it's the only game on the planet. Right. It's 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 generally seen as the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the difficult game. And, like, if you can play Dark Souls and if you can beat Dark Souls, people are like, oh, he's a good gamer. I mean, that's stupid, but... Um, that's probably part of the reason I haven't played them until now. Right. Like I've always wanted to play them, but I didn't want to dedicate my time to this and I didn't want it to make it this whole thing. Anyway, uh, Tanya blurred me up. All right. The blurb for season five, episode 13 is Feeney gives Sean, Corey and Topanga unconventional assignments. Uh, and this episode was directed by Lisa Gottlieb. Gottlieb? Gottlieb. Gott, G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B. Okay. And it was written by Jeff Minnell. Okay. So, that's new. Yeah. Maybe that's true. Listen here, I got a bigger fear. Sorry, that's J. Cole. Um, anyway. This is his J. Cole podcast. This is my J. Cole podcast. Um, classroom or not? Tanya. I don't, I feel like you need to ask that again with more pizzazz. Hey, Tanya, I have a question for you. I'll be from the East Coast. What's the question? Is it classroom or not? We're in the classroom. I'm going to echo that so it sounds like 18 people in the audience (laughs) cheering. Right now you can't see it, but we have glasses of champagne. We've got... um, like party poppers we're just very excited to be in the classroom again i don't see any of that i see a broken deadbolt a zelda beanie a gray beanie my anti-anxiety medicine and your d20 (laughs) and my d20 which is also my anti-anxiety medicine Um, anyway, yeah, we start in the classroom. Which classroom? It's Mr. Feeney's classroom. History, right? I don't know. I don't know what he's teaching them right now. Yeah, it, I couldn't tell. He's just like, basically like, uh, your assignment's not in Mr. Hunter, so we don't, I don't know what assignment it is. I mean, I assume it's history. Okay. So, then what happens? So, then Corey is like... Um, we're both really, really good at this and our brains are basically the same. So we decided to do the assignment together. Yeah. Cause Corey starts to answer for Sean and he's like, Oh, Mr. Mr. Feeney, I can explain. And Sean doesn't say anything. Mr. And Mr. Feeney's like, man, he's like, I was talking to Mr. Hunter. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Something like that. Yeah. And, uh, Mr. Feeney comes over and he's like, Oh, really? So, um, this paper is for both of you. Um, all right, let me look it over. It gets about a B, and they're like, yes! And he goes, make that in half, and he tears it in half, and he says, now you both have Ds. 
these nuts. No, he does not say these nuts. I thought he was going to, though, for a second. Why would you think that Mr. Feeney, the embodiment of male sophistication, would say these nuts? You just answered your own question. Because he's the embodiment of male sophistication? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so they start to argue a little bit and Mr. Feeney's like, well, fine. Well, Sean is like, I'm happy with this. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's a D. And Corey starts to argue and Mr. Feeney's like, fine, Fs. Not even like playful or like trying to teach you a lesson. Oh, no. He's at the end of his room. He's just like, hmm, fine, Fs. And Topanga starts arguing and he basically tells her to shut up. He said he tells her to shut up and uh, he calls her a control freak. Yeah. He's like, be quiet, you little control freak. Again, not in a playful way. Yeah, not even a little bit. Like, I felt hurt by it, and he wasn't (laughs) talking to me, although he could have been. No. I have some control issues. I I try not to, like, impose them on you, but they're there. Mm, Am I allowed to say no? Whatever you want. (laughs) And this is how I know I'm not a control freak. I tell him whatever you want all the time. That's true. So they broke Feeney. He's just yelling. He's throwing out yells all over the place. What? Is he? Yeah. What's he yelling about right now? Well, first he tells Topanga to be quite a little control freak. Uh-huh. And then he starts to talk to Sean. And Sean says, like, why do we even have to do this? We're in our senior year. Like... And, Cor- and Corey's like, left. yeah, and I we already turned in our college admittance papers. And Sean is like, you already turned in yours. And he's like, I haven't turned in mine. And Corey's like, why? I filled them out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean says, like, there's nothing left for us to do. And Corey says, there's nothing left for you to teach us. And Feeney is pissed. Yeah, he's like, all right, get up. The two of you, stand up. And Corey's like, this is bad. And then he says, the rest of the class, leave. And that, this is, this is the part. This is where he calls Topanga a control freak because she goes to leave and he goes, you stay too, you little control freak. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Ah. So everyone else gets to leave the room. I wonder where they went. Like they just got a free period because two other kids got in trouble. Yeah, they went to hang out in the senior lounge. Yeah. They finally got the couch because Topanga, Corey, and Sean weren't on it. It's true. I wonder if they all stood around it like... Um, like, like, okay, you've been on it for five minutes. Can I please get a turn while they're still in there with Mr. Feeney? Well, I just imagine they're like monkeys in like a prehistoric uh, cartoon where they like see fire and they're like walking up to it like, huh, 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 huh? Um, and then they keep, they have someone watching through the door of the classroom to tell them whether or not like Mr. Feeney is finished yelling at the people who are usually on the couch mm-hmm. so that they can rotate and everybody gets a turn on the couch. Yeah, so they start talking to Mr. Feeney. Um, uh, I don't remember what they said, but I know Topanga started to speak for Corey and Sean, and she's like, Mr. Feeney, you can't, it's not fair to fail them. And Mr. Feeney cuts her off and yells, Quiet! And she's like, You just yelled at me. I'm Topanga. And then Mr. Feeney starts to tell Sean that he's going to have an assignment that is due at 5 p.m. By the end of the day. And Sean says that's impossible. Um, and so he 
he gives him his assignment and then he also tells Corey that he has an assignment and Topanga has an assignment. What is Sean's assignment? Um, I don't remember what the assignment was, but... His assignment is to get two tickets to no, the no, no, Super Bowl. No. He starts to tell him he has a different assignment. Oh, I don't remember that. And then uh, Corey goes, yeah, Mr. Feeney, you can't do that. He, there's, You might as well tell him he needs to get two tickets to the Super Bowl. And Mr. Feeney mm. goes, oh, okay, new assignment. Mr. Hunter, get two tickets to the Super Bowl by the end of the week. And Topanga starts to like yell about it. And Feeney's like, well, you have an assignment too. You have to butt out of everybody's life for a whole week or you fail. You get an F. And um, Corey starts to say something. And Mr. Feeney's like, and your assignment is well, to first, help both of them or you get an F. First, Mr. Feeney yells at him and goes, quiet. And he goes... And Corey says, you just yelled at me, but I'm Topanga. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Corey's success is based on the two of them. Either they both pass and he passes or one of them fails and he fails too. Right. So and then Mr. angry Feeney, Mr. Feeney sends them off into the world. Miss Angry Mr. Feeney storms past them and like a shoulder brushes Sean on his way out the door like a like the bully in in the high school mm-hmm. he's like Psh, I mean he is angry Yo, he is and pissed. I felt that anger like yeah. it was crazy how much tension he was able to build in that scene mm-hmm. like I don't know if it's like small past trauma or something with like teachers or something like that but it was I felt so hurt by him so now we go to the apartment. We go to, to, to Eric and Jack are sitting there. Um, Jack is on the couch, right? What are you talking about? What am I talking about? Eric is on the balcony. He's drinking coffee at an adorable little bistro set on their balcony. And Jack comes out onto the balcony. Uh, and yeah. Jack is like, hey, you didn't come in last night. Uh so I guess it was a good night, huh? And Eric's like, yeah, I started it off with some like light conversation over like at a quaint little Mexican restaurant and blah, blah, blah. Like we ended up back at the apartment yeah, and our clothes like, were off in five he, he, minutes. He doesn't say we. He just says by eight o'clock, I was home with my clothes off. And Jack was like, you opened your big mouth. She left, you had dinner at Taco Bell, you came home, took your clothes off, and you were asleep by 8 o'clock. And uh, Eric goes, well, how'd you do? And he's like, not as good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. They determine, they're like, what is going on with these girls? And Jack it's is like, it's defin- not them. Yeah. I mean, it's not us. It's definitely, definitely not us. It is them. And as they're talking, Eric gets up, he walks to the like one side of the balcony picks up a coffee pot off of the balcony ledge Uh pours himself another cup of coffee and starts swinging this coffee pot around and i was so afraid he was gonna break that coffee pot it's just sitting on the ledge of the balcony Mm -hmm. that's nuts Mm -hmm. it was it was stressing me out i see that i didn't even realize that was going on it definitely happened. And I was like, if they break that carafe, they're going to have to get a whole new coffee set up. Wait, that's what you were worried about? Not Eric dropping a coffee pot from the top of a building? 
Onto somebody? A person? I did think about that. I did. Because as you were talking about it, I thought that's what you were afraid of. Not them breaking a coffee pot. As someone who's had a lot of coffee pots broken by her family, <laughs> I was very stressed out about the coffee pot breaking. Yeah, well, as someone who's afraid of being murdered on the side of the street. <laughs> by a coffee pot sure. falling from the top of a building. Yeah. Um, anyway. So... Uh, they're talking about how it's it's obviously the girl's fault. It's not theirs. And that they need to stop going for any woman they can and try to, to find their perfect soulmates. And they're going to start searching right now. And Jack is like, what about those two down there? And Eric starts yelling at two girls down on the street corner. Mm-hmm. And he does not drop the coffee pot on their head. That is correct. I that thought about that. That would have been quite the ending to that story. Like... What about those two girls? Those are definitely our soulmates. And I killed them. Well, I mean, that would have been the end of the episode. Right. We wouldn't have gotten the whole We're rest going of to it. jail. Okay. <laughs> so, they got to find their soulmates. Yes. Where are we going now? The kitchen. Matthew's kitchen. Okay. Um, Corey and Sean are trying to figure out what the, how they're going to get Super Bowl tickets. While the radio is playing very loudly, talking about Super Bowl stuff. Well, the radio is talking about the cold snap that they're mm-hmm. having. It's very chilly in Philly. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about that. Um, and then we see Sean and Corey brainstorming about how to get Super Bowl tickets. And Topanga is just kind of pacing the kitchen because she's trying to just keep her mouth shut. She's bad at it. And Sean is like, I have four perfect ideas. Here's the first one. I could go back in time to the first Super Bowl when it was easier to get tickets. And Corey's like, I don't need to hear any more of your ideas. And And Topanga's like, if you could go back in time, you could just finish your assignment and we wouldn't even be here. And Corey's like, she's, she ends that going, ta la 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 la. (laughs) Oh yeah, she sings it. Yeah, she starts yelling it and then ends by singing it. And Corey's just like, um, you're still butting in if you're singing. Like that doesn't change anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so the radio starts talking about... If you call in, the first 20 callers are going to be in the running to win Super Bowl tickets. And Topanga hears this, but Corey and Sean don't because they are in their own worlds trying to figure out how to get Super Bowl tickets. Well, and during the beginning of this, Topanga starts saying something and um, Sean cuts her off and was like, listen, you're going to get an F. And she's like, no, I can't afford an F. And Sean is like, you can afford an F. It's not a big deal. Uh, you've gotten perfect grades your whole life. One F isn't going to hurt you. And she goes, but then I wouldn't be perfect anymore. Right. Like she says, like, I've worked really, really hard to be perfect. And Sean goes, I'm going to throw up on you. Yeah. And then he continues to say, like, I'm throwing up right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so she now, yeah, the radio starts talking about the Super Bowl thing and she's trying to like pantomime, um, like pointing to the radio, bringing it in between them. They get mad at her because she's holding the radio in between them as the radio saying like the next 10 callers get a chance to win Super Bowl tickets. Mm-hmm. And then she grabs a can of soup and a bowl. And she's just like playing charades. She is brilliant. She is like so brilliantly playing charades. And Corey is acting like she's ridiculous. Like, what are you even doing? Obviously, she's trying to tell him something, you idiot. Like, Yeah, idiot. 
It was ridiculous. Like, why would she be acting like that otherwise? But, but she, he's like, uh, you're trying to tell me something. Bowl can. There's something wrong in the Balkans? <laughs> uh, at the very last minute, they finally hear the whole contest. And Sean's just like, thanks a lot to Panga as he knocks her on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and grabs the phone. He's the 20th caller. He's very excited. He and Quare jumping up and down, hugging each other. And Sean is like, I got to do what? And then it cuts to? A billboard. Yep, a billboard. And Sean is standing up there. Um, the radio announcer's talking about how the last person on the billboard in this freezing weather is going to win the Super Bowl tickets. And it's so, so cold. He mm. keeps reiterating how cold it is and then he's just like and now we're going to listen to i can't remember what song it is it was a it was a commercial oh, okay and then for like bermuda or something yeah, like bermuda, that and the bermuda song is like we're warm and you're cold um and Corey climbs up to the billboard with a thermos of hot chocolate and he's like i brought you hot chocolate yeah i guess here you go no real rules in this thing you can just have your friends climb up and bring you hot chocolate yeah he could have been bringing him like the hot hands hand warmers and foot warmers like with a friend like Corey, you could have made it for a long time yeah if that was allowed yes he could have stayed up there forever and Sean goes to drink the hot chocolate and he like walks over to one of the other contestants and like drinks it in his face. Well, because he goes, this isn't right. And he walks over to the other guy and drinks it in his face and goes, ha ha. And the guy's like, you know what? I'm leaving. I don't, I don't even like football. I like billboards and you ruined it for me. <laughs> and so now it's just two people left. It's just Sean and one other person. Mm hmm. And they uh, pan over to the other person, and it is uh, a person who is just, like, bundled up, and um, Sean's like, he's from Alaska. Like, he comes to Philadelphia every year. He, he comes to Philadelphia in the winter as his summer vacation. Right. Like, he's going to win, and... Um, Corey's just like, I mean, you can still do this. Come on. Because obviously, like, Corey wants him to succeed because he will not succeed if Sean does not succeed. And Sean's like, you know what? There's always going to be someone standing in my way. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. Yeah. He gives up. And, and we cut to the classroom. Mr. Feeney's sitting there grading papers or something. And... They walk in, and Corey is like, we figured it out, Mr. Feeney. Uh, we didn't get Super Bowl tickets because it's impossible. You but- always have, like, a lesson within a lesson, and we figured out that lesson within a lesson without you even having to tell us. Aren't you so proud of us? He said, you, it was impossible, but we tried it anyway because... Even if something's impossible, we should try. And from now on, we should make sure we're trying in your class to, to get good grades. And Feeney's just like, where? The whole, the whole time, though, Topanga's behind them, like, smar- yeah. smarmily. Like, smarmily. <laughs> smarmalade. That's her nickname. Smarmalade. Smarmalade. Just like, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, yeah. You definitely set up a good picture of what Topanga is doing. Smarmily. Yeah. Smarmalade. Um, 
So Topanga is smarmily behind Corey and Sean. And Phoenix is like, where are the Super Bowl tickets? And they're like, well, we don't have them, but we tried. And that is what you wanted. And Mr. Phoenix is like, you have no idea what I want. Yeah. And he says, you get the tickets or you fail. And then he points to Topanga and he says, you uh, uh, stay out of their business or fail. Corey, either of them fail, you fail. And then he like brushes past them again and walks mm-hmm. out. Do you think it's pronounced Lady Smarmalade or Lady Smarmalade? It's Lady Smarmalade. I was going to say that and then I thought that you were going to shoot me a look. So I just didn't do it. It's all I've been thinking about since I said Smarmalade. Um, and I would, I mean, I'll still shoot you a look if that's what you want. <laughs> Okay, so now we jump to the apartment where Jack is sitting on the couch. He's got his laptop. He is studying. Eric comes down. He's like, all right, Jack, come on. we got to get ready. We've got that big date tonight. And Jack's like, I've got a psych test to study for. Like, it's really important. And and Eric's like, we are supposed to be finding our soulmates. How are we supposed to do that if you're not ready to go on a date with someone who's ready to go on a date with us again? Like, we have to set this up so that they want to to date us again and jack says how do you know that there are perfect soulmates and eric says because they said they'd come back with us because they don't normally get girls who will come back with them get it i got it and and he says like what are the chances that we will meet someone just like us and um the there's someone at the door they open the door it's two adorable girls and they come in and it's very obvious that like one of them is laid back and chill and one of them is like hey i can't stay out too late because i have a final to study for right she's they're saying they're each saying the same thing that Mm -hmm. jack and eric said before but opposite like eric's girl is saying things that jack said right um and uh like Eric at one point had said that he wants to be a secret agent when he grows up. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girl that Jack was with said she wants to be a secret agent. I forget her name. I know what Eric. Carol. Th- Carol. That's right. Um, and as they talk, like um, they, the Eric and, and Jack realize that, oh, like the girl that you're with is a lot more like me. And the girl that I'm with is a lot more like you. So like they, they huddle up. And Jack is like, and her name is Jill. How did we not put that together? Jack and Jill. Are we stupid? And Eric's like, yeah, and Eric and Carol. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they basically decide they're going to trade girls. Right. Which we've been here before. Really? We've been here with Sean and Corey before. And how did that work out for them? Yeah, it didn't work out well. You know where else we've been, though, is we've been there where Sean's saying he's not going to go to college and he doesn't need any of this. That's true. That's true. Hmm. That said, it's a good story. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. And so, I do think that they they um, put new elements into the story this mm, time. Like and, fire and, and water. we're getting closer Heart. to actual college now. So this kind of thing makes more sense to me. Like... That frantic, like, what's going to happen, fear of the unknown kind of stuff makes way more sense when they're seniors than when they're in, like, eighth grade. How is heart considered an element in Captain Planet? Like, Um, that's not an element. We are watching Adventure Time where 
con- uh, bubblegum is an element and um, slime is an element. Yeah, but the other stuff in Captain Planet, it was uh, earth, uh, fire, water, heart. I'm pretty sure if we went back and watched it, we would realize that heart is very important to the whole story. It is, but it's not an element. They they had creative license to make it an element. Kind of like Adventure Time had creative license to be like, oh, bubblegum is an element. Yeah. I guess I just expected more out of Captain Planet. I kind of want to watch Captain Planet. Um, anyway, what were we saying? We uh, go back to we, the billboard. Well, yeah, we're, we've got Corey and Topanga are like frantically looking for Sean and... Um, they find him at the billboard and I think Corey's like, how did you know he would be here? And Topanga's like, obviously he would be here. And they start climbing up the ladder. They're bickering the whole time. And Topanga's like, get your foot out of my face. And And she also says, listen, I'm the only one who doesn't have an F right now. I don't think so, Topanga, because you've butt in the whole time. She's trying. That's what Mr. Feeney wanted. You don't even know what he wants. (laughs) Um, but they cl- climb up there. And Corey's just like, like, what are you doing up here? And Sean's like, I'm trying to think. Like, I need to figure this out. And Corey's like, I, I don't think you're going to figure it out up here. And Sean basically says, like, I'm tired of there always being a roadblock in my way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tired of there always being, like, this thing in my way. You don't have these things in your way. I have them in my way every single time. Like... You grew up in a house. I grew up in a trailer. Like, you had a backyard. I didn't have that. Like, there's a roadblock there. When you wanted to go to summer camp, you could just go. I couldn't because money was in my way and I couldn't go. Like, no matter what I try to do, there's always something in my way. And, um, you know, they talk it out some and Sean gets up and Corey's like, what are you doing? And he's like, you know, I'm the one who gets in my own way. Like these things are put in place to make me feel like make people who are like me feel like they can't go anywhere because they can't get there. And I'm going to get out of my own way and I need you to get out of my way. I'm going to go and figure out how to get Super Bowl tickets. He says, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Corey's like, it's impossible. And Sean storms off. Mm hmm. Uh, so now we go back to the apartment. We do. Where um, uh, Eric is... Snuggling up with Carol. With Carol, who's just kind of chilling in a chair. And Eric is, like, getting closer to her. And she's like, you're awfully close right now. And he starts, like, talking about the different things they have in common. And she's like, whoa, you're getting, like, even closer. And, and um, like, they say a few more things. And he's, like, sitting in her lap. And she's like, you're definitely too close at this point. And we pan over to Jack and Jill. And Jack is talking about, like, his assignments and and how important they are to him and how he realizes that her assignments are important to her and all the things that they have in common. And she's very not into it. Like, these girls are not into this stuff. And they're also very confused with good reason. Well, and they, they say that a few times. Like, what is going on here? We're, I, I'm confused. Why... Mm-hmm. Why are you acting like this? Well, and Carol flat out goes, like, you're coming on to me. I'm here with Jack. Like, this is rude. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Jack and Eric decide to tell them, 
oh, we traded girls. We traded girls because you obviously well, are better for this person. And you are obviously better for this person. The second they say we traded girls, they both get smacked in the face, which mm-hmm. was thank you, whoever wrote it. Like, um, I, I said whoever wrote it, like I don't have it written down. He's like your it's best Jeff friend. Manel. We've it's... known him for years. I don't know. Sorry, Jeffy. Um, I call him Jeffy because that's what I called him when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that was a good, that was a good, because we've had that happen so many times in the show where one of the guys will be like, oh yeah, I just, you know, did this to the girls. And it's just like, it takes a full episode for them to get smacked. I'm pretty sure that Sean and Corey both got smacked when they traded girls too. Maybe. Whatever. We should have gone back and checked, but I'm pretty sure they both got smacked. And we should have checked to see if Jeff Minnell wrote that one because everyone's getting smacked around in these trading situations. That would be nuts if Jeff Minnell was just like, mm, Why don't I we didn't... pre-research things? Uh, like if he's just like sitting there and they were like, Jeff, we need your episode. And he was like, what? My episode? I've been too busy hanging out with Alden. I can't. I can't turn in. I don't have an episode. And then Alden, which is me, uh, is just like, ding, 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 elbows him and is like, hey, Jeffy, you've wrote an episode before, right? And he's like, yeah. What does that have to do with anything? And then Alden did a little old switcheroo on all the names. Jeff turned it in. So Alden wrote this episode, just like he wrote the Christmas episode. Oh. For- <laughs> We don't talk about the Christmas episode. Oh, I do because I loved it. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. It's it's seriously anytime we guest on a podcast or anything, I'm like guess what, guys? Alden wrote one of our podcast episodes, and it was so good. You just love it when I'm uncomfortable. Um. Anyway, so they switch girls. They get smacked. They explain to them that it's because like we are the like you and I are the same, and and he and her are the same people. Like. Uh, Like, why can't you see that we're all, like, perfect? I'm perfect for you. You're perfect for him. Like, this is how it should be. Like, we've been spending all of our time trying to find someone exactly like us. And the girls are like, why would you do that? Yeah. And um, Jill is super smart. And she's just like, I spend all day with myself. You seemed, like, fun. I didn't want to spend any more time with myself. Like, nobody puts jelly and jelly on the same sandwich. Mm Mm-hmm. I would like to say. Oh, no. When I make toast, I put jelly on both pieces of bread. Oh, that's not... And then I put them together. Why? To make sure that they have even jelly on both sides. But once you put it together, it's all together. Uh-huh. So it doesn't have jelly on either side. It's just jelly together. Well, then when you pull it apart again, they have even jelly on both sides. Why would you pull sides? it apart again? To eat toast. Wait a second. Then why'd you put it together? To get even jelly on both sides. Holy shit. I don't understand what's going on. I put jelly on one side of the bread Uh and jelly on the other side of the bread. And sometimes Uh it spreads unevenly because, you know, like jelly clumps, like it's like all coagulated and stuff. Uh So then you put the two pieces of bread together Uh and you kind of let them sit for like a minute. Okay. And it squishes out those lumps. And then it's like even jelly on both sides. Okay. It's science. You wouldn't understand. I guess. but th- So you're not making a jelly and jelly sandwich. I guess not. But it looks like one until I pull it apart. <laughs> until you pull it apart and eat it. 
And what Jill was doing in this situation is she was trying to pull apart the jelly and the jelly. Yeah. So that they could be two separate jellies. Yeah. Because it would be redundant and stupid if they were together as the same jelly. She says tedious and redundant. Okay. And Jack is like, see, like, we speak all of the same words. Like, our vocabulary is the same. And, um, and she's like, I don't want, or no, uh, Eric says, like, I don't know what those words even mean. And, um... He says to Carol, like, I bet you don't either. And she's like, I would like to be with someone who can explain to me what the words mean. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to Google. Like, I don't want to have to look it up together with you. Google. Um, and, and it was a very important lesson that they learned. Yeah, it was good. And, uh, basically Jill says, I wanted to be with you because you looked like fun, but I guess we'll never find out, will we? And And they they storm out. And Jack goes, you know what? This has been a lesson for us. We need to just let our soulmates come to us. We shouldn't go after girls. We should just let them come to us. Yeah, the universe will bring them to us. And Eric's like, you know what? You're right. And then we go to the hallway where the girls are standing there. They're like, they're not coming after us, are they? And they go to their loss and they walk out. So then we go to Feeney's class. Do we? Yeah. What are we doing in Feeney's classroom? Corey comes in and he's just like, well, we failed. Like, that's just how it is. Like, I tried. I tried and and nothing worked. And he um, told me to move out of his way. And Feeney goes, well, did you? Did you? And he says, yeah, I didn't have a choice. And uh, now he's on his way to try to go to the Super Bowl without tickets. And Mr. F- and he goes, so I guess I guess I failed. And Mr. Feeney stands up and he smiles and he's like, you all pass with flying colors. And Corey's very confused, like mm-hmm. very, very confused. And Mr. Feeney explains like the purpose of this was to teach you to get out of his way. Like he isn't going to go to college and succeed just because you want him to. He has to want to do it and do it on his own. He wanted to go to the Super Bowl. He got out of his way. You got out of his way. And now he's going to work to make that happen the same way he will work to make the rest of his life happen. And Topanga starts talking and uh, Mr. Feeney is like, oh, you're 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 not supposed to get involved. And she's like, well, I failed, too. And what's the big deal? I don't care if I fail. Everybody's got to fail every once in a while. And Mr. Feeney is like, you just yelled at me, but I'm Mr. Feeney. Topanga says, like. You learn from failure. Mm-hmm. And so they all learned something. Uh, they're all very proud of themselves. And Mr. Feeney, like, reaches over and puts one hand on Corey's hands and one hand on Topanga's hands. And it's just so sweet. Because, and now they put together, like, oh, you're not always going to be here for us either. And you want us to be able to learn without you. Yeah. And Mr. Feeney says, like, life outside of school is very hard. You have to learn to get out of your own way. You have to learn that these things don't come easy. Like, I'm not going to be around all the time. Yeah. And it's a really sweet moment because he he taught them a real life lesson. It is very sweet. But then we cut to Chubbies in the post credit scene. Everyone in Philadelphia is in Chubbies watching the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and everyone's screaming except for Morgan and Amy and Topanga because, you know, girls, don't, girls like don't like football. Girls don't like football. Don't you know that? I know that. Girls don't like football. I don't know one girl that likes football. Yeah. 
Just kidding. I'm like the only girl I know that doesn't like football. And it's just because it's so long. It's so long. But I'm the only girl I know that doesn't like football. Everyone else I know is like gung-ho over it. And I'm like, oh, I just want to read my book. So so it's not about how long football is. It's about the fact that you're a big old nerd. I am a big old nerd. <laughs> I don't, I'm not really a football fan either. But that's You not, used to be. I used to be, but the Redskins broke me. The what? The Washington football team broke me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, they broke me when they were still the other name that they were. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason was the name. Like, they were just so tone deaf. And anyway, that made me stop liking football. Mm -hmm. Well, and the fact that, like, there are some people that are so obsessed with it that, like, it's a turnoff. Like, I'm just, I'm like, oh, you're going to tweet about this every two seconds? I want nothing to do with it. Mm Mm-hmm. People who, like, live and die by it. But then, like, I'm a huge Nationals fan, but I don't live and die by them. No, not at all. I can't remember the last time you tweeted about them. Anyway, so we're in Chubby's. The game is on. There's, like, a crazy path to so-and-so, and everyone's screaming. And then it calms down. Everyone sits down, and Mr. Phoenix stands up. He's like, look at the screen. And they're like, what are you talking about? He's like, look at the boy on the screen with the sign. They're like, which one? And Corey's like, the one with the sign that says, hey, Feeney, nothing's impossible. And it's Sean. Sean got to the Super Bowl. How do you know? He made a sign that says, hey, Feeney, nothing's impossible. How do you know? Oh, you think maybe he made a sign and gave it to someone else in the parking lot? That would make way more sense. Yeah. Except I would like to believe that he got out of his way, Corey got out of his way, and he got somewhere that he never thought he could go. I would like to believe that too. But I do think it would be funny if he never even went to the Super Bowl and like he just went on on or to the to the airport and he was like, Hey, are you going to the Super Bowl? <laughs> Can you just take this sign and put it on TV for me, please? That would be fantastic. But Mm -hmm. we are talking about his growth and getting out of his own way. So for the sake of that, he went to the Super Bowl. And And everyone learned a valuable lesson. Everyone learned a valuable lesson. And Tanya, how did you feel about the episode? I liked this episode. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. I, I love it when Sean realizes that he's more than the, I guess, oppressive forces around him um i always think that it's really valuable um and i liked Corey's little parts in it and i liked jack and eric's part in it there was a lot i guess of learning and meat to this episode but it was also self-explanatory that there isn't a lot to say about it right um topanga was brilliant was like, she yes she was like her acting everything out and it was like physical comedy suits her so well. I thought she did so great. And there was a few weeks ago I talked about the fact that she doesn't emote. But in this episode, she was all emoting like mm. like her face was so expressive in everything because she was like playing charades every five minutes. And Maybe she, she was... heard you. Oh, she definitely heard and changed me. her acting performance. Yeah. Um, no, I, I really like this episode. Mr. Feeney was a joy. I, I loved that he got angry to the point where like I could feel that, Mm -hmm. um, because he, 
he was at the end of his rope. And I think the only way to, um, the only way that he could get through to them was to be wholeheartedly disappointed. Yeah. Like they, they wouldn't have felt like it was serious enough. And maybe that's just, I don't know. I, I thought Mr. Feeney was great. But that was, I mean, that's how I felt about it. I thought it was a great episode. There were a few things that were like, eh. But otherwise, like, it was good. How did you feel about this episode? I thought it was really good. Um, Topanga actually drove me crazy. Really? Yeah. And, she, and what you're saying is true. Like, she was really good at emoting, and she was really good at playing that part. So I'm not, I'm not complaining about, like, Danielle Fischel in mm-hmm. this. Um, but Topanga still like not knowing how to not butt in was driving me crazy Mm -hmm. because she just kept, and I guess as a parent, like when you tell your kids, Hey, don't do this anymore. And they find out, find some like loophole that they think is a loophole, but it's not a loophole at all. So now you're just annoyed with them Mm -hmm. because they're not, they're just trying to like get around it and they think they're being smart. Like, that's what I felt. Like Topanga, stop! You're you're still butting in. You're not learning anything. But I like the episode a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was a good lesson. It was really it was a really important lesson, I think, for Sean to learn, and and I think it was a really good thing to have on TV, to have this kid who's like, I have a lot of obstacles. And these are real obstacles that I have to face that you don't have to face. Mm -hmm. But the only way I'm going to get over them is if I get over them. Right. Um, And it was so important, too, for Corey to understand that he's not actually helping Sean. He has never been helping Sean. Um, That's what I took from it the most is Mm -hmm. that all of these things that Corey thought he was doing because with his privilege, like he was making Sean a better person and he was helping Sean get through everything was not actually helping. And that the moment that he took a step back and stopped quote unquote, helping Sean, Sean was able to do these things. My only question, I guess now we're on Angela watch because not a disappeared, not a word of Angela this episode. It's true. Um, I don't know, but neither here nor there. I guess we'll get more of her. Um, that's how I feel about the episode. There's, there's really not a whole lot to say. Also, I don't know what's wrong with my brain tonight. I just feel like I can't form a thought. You formed a lot of them. You're I doing fine. I feel like I have been so annoying. No. For 48 minutes. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've been annoying all day. What are you talking about? Wow. That was funny. It was just a joke. It It was was... good. It was good, but it felt bad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel bad. It's okay. It was a good joke. To everyone listening, they got a good joke. To me, sitting right here in front of you, looking you in the eyes, it hurt. I would just like to say that you were not (laughs) annoying at all today. I love you very much. It's... You're you're ruining the joke now. I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) After we're done recording... Then you'd say all that stuff. Oh, no, because then everyone thinks that I'm insufferable. Oh, okay. Anyway, what else do you want to talk about? 
We got time. Uh, WandaVision. Oh my God. We're not going to spoil WandaVision even for a split second. So don't think we're going to say anything specific about WandaVision. But do watch it. I mean, I think they are. Not all, not everybody. Our So our uh, Facebook group has become a Boy Meets World slash WandaVision Facebook group. That's what I want our podcast to be. <laughs> How can we make it so that Boy Meets World correlates with WandaVision? I feel like once season one of WandaVision is over, we should do a middle of the week episode where we talk about WandaVision. I don't I think that our listeners me. would mind that at I all. I know. Yeah. I just want to get it out. Okay. We can do that. WandaVision spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not tonight. Oh, no, for sure. We still have two episodes left. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And I'm just... Uh, Every single time, every single time it ends, I'm like, what am I supposed to do for a week? Like, I feel like I'm a robot that needs to just shut down for seven days until WandaVision comes back and then I can, like, flip the switch again. Mm. You would have to have somebody else flip the switch, though. Mm. That's what you're for. Uh-huh. Flip my switch. Well, this has gotten awkward. <laughs> no, when we were on uh, um, A Boy Meets World Fever... We kind of talked about that, where it's like, it's almost like they've, they've, they feel like they've found a new idea. Like, what if we only put out one episode a week? Mm -hmm. And they were just like, oh, great idea. Uh, And that's really what it feels like, because we're watching it week to week. And we're just like, what are we going to, this is, this, I'm not supposed to feel this way. I mean, to be fair, so... Everyone says that the success of the show is because they're releasing it week to week, which I understand that it gives it longevity. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense, except for the fact that, like, there are plenty of shows that have had staying power because they're bingeable and then you can binge them and binge them and binge them whenever you feel like going back and watching it all the way through. Not like a mystery show. That's true. The mystery definitely is mysterious because it's like keeping us on pins and needles every week like we're also watching boy meets world week to week uh uh-huh how does that like (laughs) what do you feel like there's a mystery there no it doesn't keep you on the edge of your seat no i feel like we could binge boy meets world but in wandavision we would want to binge but having it spread out like this is the way it should be that's true um because once this that's the thing like once this is over and that's what i was thinking about earlier like we're never going to be able to watch it a second time i mean we will watch it a second time but it won't be the same way Mm -hmm. um you know like futurama i'll watch over and over and over again and every single time i watch it it's better and better because you catch things that you didn't catch before right and that's what's gonna happen with wandavision no with wandavision yeah it is with wandavision part of watching it is trying to figure out what's going on so the second time we watch it, we'll already know what's going on and what's causing all this I stuff. think that the when we, because our plan is that once it's over, then we're going to watch it from beginning to end. When we do that, we're going to see things that we did not see before that we're going to go, oh my gosh, how did we not notice that? At least I am because I haven't gotten into all the lore of it. I haven't watched YouTube videos. I haven't read articles. I haven't done any of that. Like, sure, but the mystery will be gone. It's like Lost, like week to week, everybody was like, oh my God, what's going on? And then it ended and we knew what happened and it sucked. I still don't know what was going on in Lost, though. And I think that there's a great majority of people that feel the same way. Did you watch all of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
what was going on is that the writers didn't know what they were doing. I know. I used to listen to Elliot in the Morning, which is a local radio show. Every single week they did where they talked to the writers of Lost every week after Lost came out. And I swear there were no eye-opening things in those interviews ever. Yeah. Not once. No, I'm pretty sure everyone was just sitting there like, well, wouldn't it be weird if there was a polar bear? Why is there a polar bear? Oh, it's weird. I only watched it for Charlie. Anyway, um, I think we're done. I think so. I think we were done before we started talking about WandaVision. Yeah. Um, Tanya? Yep. Tell the people where they can find us. Uh, you can tweet at us at BMG and BNW. Let me try that one again. You can tweet at us at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group. Um, so many fun people in there get to know other Boy Meets World fans and we all just kind of chat about the episodes and I mean whenever someone comes across uh, uh, one of the Boy Meets World actors like in another show or whatever they post about it it's just I don't know it's a really fun community and you can just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World in the Facebook search bar and then Alden will prove you and you'll be our friend don't be shy everybody knows each other in there at this, this point but don't let that deter you jump in and say hi i'm new I'm there's this person. actually a lot of people we don't know in there yeah like there's I th- a lot i think a lot of people probably join and then they kind of see everybody like they know who that person is and then mm-hmm. they're like well i can't just jump in the middle of the conversation jump yeah, you can in jump right in we want your thoughts are we wrong let us know oh yeah let us know if we're wrong because people love to tell us when we're wrong and It might sound like sarcasm, but we do like being told when we're wrong. We like the conversation. We also like being told when we're right. Yeah. We just like being told. Tell us. Yeah, talk to us. We love communication. Anyway, that's been enough communication for this week. Yep. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 13. Do good. Class dismissed.